0: All righty commissioners. We are ready to roll uh, Vicki at your leisure. Please feel free to get started.
1: Okay, good evening and welcome to the regular meeting of the Historical Preservation Commission for June. recording in progress. And director Phipps would you mind calling the roll?
0: Yes, with pleasure and uh, just a few comments to get started. Good evening, Chair Nichols, commissioners, staff, members of the public. This evening's meeting is being held at City of Sausalito's council chambers at 420 Litho Street and is open to members of the public. Members of the public may also access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. And with that, I will move to call roll. Commissioner Lee. Here. Commissioner Weber. Here. Vice Chair Newman. Here. Chair Nichols. Here. We have achieved quorum. We have a full house. And a particular warm welcome to our newest, latest, and greatest commissioner, Commissioner Joseph S. Lee.
2: Thank you. Pleasure yes. to you
0: Chair. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Chair. Uh, commissioner Phipps. Um Director Phipps, excuse me. Okay. Next on our item uh our agenda is the approval of the agenda. And we have one business item tonight that's kind of important it's our ferry landing project and um, that's the main business item is there any other additions or changes to the agenda i'm looking for approval motion to approve
3: i move to approve the agenda
1: thank you second (laughs) great all right director
2: mr
0: lee yes Mr. Weber. Yes. Vice Chair Newman. Yes. Chair Nichols.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next in your packet, you received the minutes for the April, uh, was it 14th meeting? And I'm looking for either additions, corrections, changes, a motion
3: to approve. I hate to be a stickler, but um, it said on uh, the third page that the motion carried three to one on a roll call vote with uh, Commissioner Berkowitz absent. So I don't think that was a negative vote. I think that was a zero, wasn't it? Which one was it? Yes. It would be just three zero. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree any other changes okay thank you any other changes commissioners okay
4: no just no, no changes i'm fine
1: okay is there a motion to accept that correction
2: so moved
3: thank you second uh, second great
2: commissioner Director- lee
0: yes commissioner weber yes vice chair newman yes chair nichols Yes. Motion passes.
1: Thank you. Okay. Um, moving right on to the time that we take comments from the public on items that are not on our agenda. As I mentioned earlier on our agenda this evening, we have the Ferry Landside project. So I'm looking for any comments uh about items that are not on the agenda. And I can't see, do we have Zoom?
0: Let okay, me so uh let me let me uh, prime the item chair. Thank you very much. Um as mentioned, yeah, this is the time to provide comment on items that are not on the agenda except in very limited situations. State law precludes the HPC from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the HPC may refer items not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject to be agendized at a future meeting video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker if you'd like to make a comment please raise your hand in person or in the zoom application and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak um to raise your hand from a phone press star nine each speaker will be notified when the time has elapsed and chair look into the audience for interested speakers seeing none looking to the zoom application for raised hands seeing none
1: Director Phipps, we'll close public comment then for items not on the agenda, and move right ahead to item six, which is our business items. This is the Ferry Landside Improvement Project. Director Phipps, do you have a report, or we're going to hear from our Public Works
5: Director?
0: Yes, we are joined here this evening Kevin by McGowan. Public Works Director Kevin McGowan. Okay. Kevin, please take it away.
5: Good evening, uh, Chair Nichols, and members of the Historic Preservation uh, Committee. Glad to be here this evening. I'm Kevin McGowan. If I haven't met you before, welcome to Sausalito and welcome to this particular committee. Um, The item before you this evening has to do with the Ferry Landside Project, which was started many years ago before my time starting here in Sausalito. And it's got quite a history to it. And we've provided you with uh, a bunch of documentation, including the staff report, which gives you a basic history to it. Um, I'll kind of categorize it quickly, and um, I have uh, Becky Dower from BKF is going to make a presentation for the project. She has and her team have made great leaps and bounds in developing the project itself, moving it forward to the design phase. They've got about 75% plans, which is almost ready for construction. And what we're looking for is your input and your guidance on some of the aspects of this area of Sausalito and um, what we can do to improve the historic preservation in this particular area. And we do do have a couple items that um, we definitely need your help with, and Becky will review those. So for short history, the city entered into an agreement with the Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District to accept funds from the Federal Transit Agency, FTA. I always get it mixed up with some of the highway agencies. So um, that that agreement happened in 2017, so quite a few years ago. And uh, we have a budget of about $2.5 million in order to uh, develop a project and construct it, which is not a lot of money in these days and this day and age. So uh, the intent is to make improvements to the ferry terminal area itself to improve pedestrian access, cycling access, and basic um, uh, vehicle access in the area as well, just to get folks to the ferry itself. There's a lot more to it, and I'm hoping Becky can kind of cover a lot of these, especially our concepts associated with splitting the flows between bicycles and pedestrians, which is now mingled together and creates a bit of a congested area down at the ferry itself. So uh, we've had groups meet in the past. We've had a local um, professionals group composed of three architects who help us with some initial concepts. And that led to the basic uh, details that Becky's gonna run through. Um, That group has met and we've gone to the council several times and had several updates. And what you're seeing is kind of a culmination of those concepts with getting into the details and trying to get something built. We need to move this project forward fairly quickly. It would be great if we could move to construction in the next three to five months, if possible. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Becky Dower from BKF. She is our consultant for this project, and she has a slideshow for you, and she will run the slideshow from her side. Thank you, Becky.
6: All right. Thank you for the introduction, Kevin. Uh, confirming everybody can hear me. Yes, we can. Thank okay. you. Okay, Excellent. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and I'll run through that presentation that Kevin was alluding to. All right. We're able to see the screen with the PowerPoint presentation. Looks great. Great. Okay. I know sometimes it's a little difficult when you're half hybrid and, and half you know, in person and remote, but you guys have it down pretty well. It seems like all right, so as Kevin noted, I'm here to present regarding the Ferry Landside Improvement Project. Kevin gave a good overview of the history, so I'll just uh, quickly recap some of that history. The city has funding through the Federal Transit Agency, funding that you you do need to spend um, within a certain time window that I think we're, we're certainly still within. The funding was um, provided to the city to benefit users of the ferry terminal. The the purpose of the funding was to generate a project that would increase the size of the plaza so that the plaza could better accommodate circulation from ferry users, be that pedestrians and cyclists who are going to take their their bikes on the ferry. The city had signed an agreement back in 2018 with BCAP engineers, um, as well as a couple of our subconsultants, Parisi Transportation and RHA Landscape Architects. TO DO THE OUTREACH AND DESIGN FOR THE the FERRY LAND SITE IMPROVEMENTS. SO IN ADDITION TO THE CONSULTANT GROUP, AS KEVIN HAD NOTED, THERE'S BEEN A a REALLY ROBUST OUTREACH AND COORDINATION EFFORT FOR THIS PROJECT OVER THE LAST SEVERAL YEARS. Um, THAT HAS INCLUDED THE LOCAL architect GROUP THAT KEVIN NOTED. Um, WE'VE MET WITH uh, CITY COUNCIL A COUPLE OF TIMES. WE BROUGHT THE PROJECT TO PLANNING COMMISSION FOR INITIAL FEEDBACK. Um, And then we've also engaged with a planning commission subcommittee that included some members of um, HPC as well to have targeted discussions about the project um, so that we can get some feedback before we go um, further with planning commission. Golden Gate Bridge Highway and Transportation District is also um, invested in this project as well. Um, We've had various stakeholder meetings with them, and we've uh, brought the, the project out to the public for input. So let's get down to what the project actually is. Um, This is a a site plan that's an overview of the project area. Um, So everything that you see that's screened back, that's like a lighter color gray, that's representing um, existing conditions out um, at the site. Everything that you see that's much darker and bolder, these are our proposed conditions. This is a, a sort of conceptual high level site plan here for clarity. There's some nuances in the actual design documents, but this gives a pretty good overview of what we're looking at here. So this right here is the ferry terminal. This is where you would go to board the ferry. Um, This is the general outline of the existing concrete plaza um, through here. For some reference, here's Tracy Way. Um, El Portal is sort of off image over here. And we have Anchor Street. And then on um, both ends, we're bookended by Gabrielson Park and Vina Del Mar Park. Uh, So this area is known as, as parking lot one. Um, And this is that existing ferry terminal or ferry plaza. What this project endeavors to do, as I noted, is uh, quite simply, uh, you know, enlarge the plaza, enlarge the area at the plaza and around the plaza so that we can enhance pedestrian and cyclist circulation in this area. So the project includes components that are um, enhancing and enlarging the plaza. Uh, So this area that I'm outlining here, this is the enlarged plaza. Uh, So that would be in addition to the existing plaza here. You can see where... We're about doubling the size of the plaza area. We are also establishing a nice wide walkway that goes up by Gabrielson Park and connects to Spinnaker. Uh, this wide walkway would be intended for both pedestrian and cyclist queuing. So in the summer months when we see a lot of uh, tourists with, with bikes waiting to get on the ferry, this is where those, those cyclists would be standing with their bikes queuing up through here. Um, we've got this row of trees that separates the space. Um, we have these trees for a couple of reasons. One is to provide shade. You know, it gets pretty hot in Sausalito, especially if you're just standing out on the concrete. So this provides shade to anybody who might be queuing here when you get on to the ferry. It also provides a nice sense of place and really frames a view shed, particularly if you're over on, uh, you know, the plaza proper. Um, These trees are spaced and were selected so that you can get a nice view of the bay and the trees would sort of frame frame your view. If I move down to the south side of the image here, you'll see that um, we have another walkway, a smaller walkway um, intended for pedestrian circulation here. Um, that runs along Tracy Way, and then we continue to utilize this existing sidewalk that runs along Anchorage, Anchor, excuse me. So we have circulation, pedestrian circulation all around the parking lot um, into and out of the plaza area, and then we have an area dedicated for cyclists queuing up here on this planned north side of the plaza. Um, I do want to note that at this time we're not proposing any improvements to Tracy Way. There's, uh, you know, existing rock wall out there that we're not modifying. Um, There's, you know, features landscaping a monument over here that we're not modifying. Um, We're simply tying into that existing curb line that runs along Tracy Way and El Portal here. Um, Up on the north here over by Gabrielson Park. Um, we are generally within the footprint of the existing parking lot. We are replacing some of the asphalt that's currently in parking stalls with this concrete here. Um, we do have an encroachment of sorts into uh, the Gabrielson Park area, though. Um, this feature here is a landscape-based feature for water treatment. It's not hardscape. It's It will look like landscaping, like a slightly depressed area with landscaping and vegetation uh, for water quality treatment. So we deem that area to be compatible with the park use. Uh, So no new hardscape um, outside of the areas that are already hardscaped. All right, so this slide shows that this project, or at least portions of this project area, are within the city's historic district. So everything that you see with that sort of beige or or light gray coloring, that's the boundary of the historic district. Uh, So it does cover a portion of the old plaza, kind of skims the area of the enlarged plaza Um, Certainly, you know, encompasses Tracy way in this area, Um, and most notably for our discussion tonight, this historic district also encapsulates um, the Sally Sanford fountain, which we're going to see here in just a minute. Uh, As I mentioned a little bit earlier, we've we've done an abundant amount of outreach on this project. We've got lots and lots of good feedback over the years. Um, that we've you know intermingled into our design and, and coordinated and really tried to compromise all of the different needs and wants together. Uh, so this is a, a highlight, a summary of sorts, of the different outreach events that that we have undertaken. We've got a lot of feedback from that outreach. Um, in particular, we got some very targeted feedback from a planning commission subcommittee meeting series that we participated in. Um, I believe it included at least one. HPC member, who was a part of that subcommittee um, that happened back in the fall of 2022. Um, From that targeted outreach and from that workshop with the Planning Commission subcommittee, we came away with a couple of targeted topics that we need um, Historic Preservation Committee feedback on tonight. Uh, So these topics here are the ones that I really want to focus on tonight, um, in particular, to get feedback from this group. So the first topic of of discussion is the relocation of the Sally Sanford water fountain. Um, I'll pull up a graphic here in a minute that better illustrates where that's located. It is located within um, the historic district. Um, And so this is an item that we want to get some feedback on. We understand that the fountain itself might not be historic, being constructed sometime in the 70s, I believe. Uh, But nonetheless, we want to get feedback on that fountain and our ability to relocate that fountain and specifically where we can relocate that fountain, understanding um, some of the historic or quasi historic um, significance that that fountain has. The second item that we want to get some feedback on is what sort of configuration should this relocated fountain have? Should we replace this fountain in place? Should we look at a new configuration, a new design for the fountain? Um, And then we want to explore some options potentially to incorporate maybe some historic elements around the fountain where it is, you know, when it is relocated, be that some signs or imagery, um, interpretive, informational signs, stuff, such like that. All right, so getting into our first topic, the relocation of the fountain, the fountain is in a rough spot in terms of um, promoting circulation for cyclists and pedestrians um, with our widened Plaza, with our enlarged plaza, this fountain kind of ends up in the middle of, of everywhere. Um, it's, it's near the ticket booths. It's, it's just near where you would disembark from the ferry. Um, we understand that the fountain was initially developed as to be sort of like a welcoming nod to tourists entering Sausalito. So we do want to, you know, be cognizant of its positioning so that it can still welcome tourists. Um, but this current location is just not going to work well with the enlarged plaza in terms of Improving circulation, which, if I could remind you, was the basis of um, starting this project, was to improve circulation. So I want to coordinate tonight regarding um, some locations for where this fountain can go. Uh, So this graphic shows sort of at a high level where that existing fountain is over here in this blue circle. Um, You can see when we widen the plaza, um, it is like it's really right in the middle and impacts um, the layout for the trees that we had worked with the public and with the architect group to really refine. Um, And it does quite frankly just impact circulation. We have looked at a number of locations for the fountain. Um, It is a large fountain, and we do want to make sure that we still maintain that nod to tourists uh, as a welcoming gesture. Um, So uh, the design team has identified this location shown down here as a potential location um, to give some ideas for maybe where this fountain can go. Uh, To give you some reference here, I've got this little blow-up image on the side. Um, This is the Chamber of Commerce kiosk, which we intend to keep out at the plaza. Um, Next to the kiosk, I've got some photos to illustrate this. Um, There's a gang of, like, utilities out here that need to remain. They're they're like fire services for the nearby hotel. Um, Some rather unsightly, you know, boxes and above-ground utility appurtenances we thought that this would be a good place to relocate the fountain in whatever configuration it ultimately has um, because it can help screen some of these utilities here. Um, it can, you know, it's still right near where you would get off if you were circulating off of the ferry. It's near the kiosk, which is a place where you might gravitate to if you were a tur- it, tourist. Um, so, this is one option, one idea that we had for potential fountain location. Here's a couple of images to give you an idea of what it looks like on the ground. Um, this right here is a kiosk that I mentioned, the Chamber of Commerce kiosk. You can see here on the side of this photo, this is one of the utility appurtenances that is here that we need to maintain. Um, as this is a fire service, we don't have um, a lot of opportunities to screen this, like with a fence or a hedge. So using a water fountain is, is a way that we can potentially um, you know, kind of keep this out of everybody's view. Um, If you kind of walk 180 degrees around the kiosk now um, standing on the plaza. This blue box represents generally the proposed fountain location with all those utilities tucked in here behind. So that's just one idea um, for where the fountain can go. Um, And then I'll look for some feedback tonight on if there are some other ideas or other things that the team should consider. Right. The other big item that I wanted to focus on tonight has to do with the configuration of the water fountain. Uh, you know, this water fountain has a very unique configuration. Um it I'm I'm not personally sure if this is, is supposed to um replicate some sort of a, a shape or if the shape has any sort of significance aside from it does provide like a dog pool, which we understand is important and, and a fountain for, for humans to drink from. Um, but since we are gonna have to relocate this fountain, we don't believe that it would be feasible to relocate this fountain without disturbing uh, this existing fountain. Um, It's likely that the things that could be salvaged from this fountain would be the bowls, would be the fixtures, and would be the plaque, but that the actual concrete elements themselves uh, would not be able to survive the move. Um, And so in light of that, we are interested in exploring ideas for how we should replace this water fountain if it is relocated. So some ideas, I mean, obviously the 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 first idea would be just to replace in kind. If this is um, you know, a configuration that is desirable, it's interesting, it's something that we want to perpetuate, um, we can replace this fountain in kind so it looks you know similar to how it does here, just in a new location. Um, I've also got some images for maybe some different fountain um configurations to um this is a very important topic to. Discuss with the historic preservation committee because a lot of, uh, you know, fountains that we see, a lot of fountains that you could procure, that aren't, um, you know, manufactured in place, have maybe a little bit more of a modern look to them. They certainly have modern functions, and so I want to make sure that if we're going to entertain an alternative fountain configuration, that it's compatible with, you know, the look and feel of the plaza. Uh, So I've got an image here. This is just one, one of many, many ideas for how the fountain can look. Um, This takes up much less real estate than the previous fountain. Um, It provides a dog bowl. It provides a place for uh, humans to drink from. And it also has uh, a water bottle refilling station. So maybe promoting the reuse of your water bottle rather than buying plastic bottles. Um, We, you know, there's, like I said, there's a hundred different variations of fountains similar to this with similar features that we can look at. Um, They come in a whole array of colors, so not necessarily um, recommending the green here, but just giving this as an idea if we're interested in exploring a different type of of fountain. Along with the fountain, um, particularly if we go with a new configuration of fountain that takes up less real estate, we have some opportunities to do some interpretive signage or do some sort of a plaque. Um, you know, to, to memorialize the Sally Sanford Fountain. Um, So I've got a couple ideas here just for, you know, just general look and feel of what those interpretive signs could look like. Um, You know, freestanding signs where you can read, you can include some imagery. Um, In the bottom corners here, I've got some, uh, you know, imagery ideas, things that could be incorporated on these interpretive signage if this is the way we want to go. And then of course, whatever we do, it's likely going to be important to include the same plaque or a replica plaque regarding the dedication of the fountain. Um, This plaque is looking pretty weathered and worn. It comes in three pieces. Um, You can see it's it's split into three pieces here. So I, I think that when we look at relocating the fountain, when we look at a new configuration of the fountain, we could make some improvements to this plaque, however, it's ultimately mounted and wherever it ultimately goes near the fountain. So now I'd like to turn it over to HPC. Um, I can keep the PowerPoint up or I can can pull it down and pull it up as needed so that we can look at the site plan. Uh, But a recap, we're looking uh, for feedback, particularly on whether or not we should relocate the Sally Sanford fountain. If we should, where would be a good place for this fountain to go? Um, and then what sort of configuration should this fountain have? Should we replace it in kind so it looks similar to the way it does now? Or should we explore a different type of uh, fountain and maybe some elements of interpretive signage?
5: So before we turn it back over to uh, the committee here, I wanted to mention a couple different things. The, the project is rather interesting, and we've tried to concentrate on what would we think would be important to your committee. There's obviously a lot more components to this project, and I mentioned some of those earlier on, such as the intent is to split the flows for access to the ferry. The idea is to take those who are going on the ferry with their bike to split them off on one side, and those who are pedestrians accessing the ferry to come in from another side. Um, That doesn't mean that Tracy Way goes away. It doesn't mean that... uh, people who rent their rent bicycles from San Francisco's will not drop them off anymore. That's still the same system that we have today. Oops, sorry. Um, I just wanted to mention there, there's more components to this, but we kind of wanted to concentrate this evening just on those issues that we felt were important to HPC. And a couple other things that are important to mention that you might have questions on in this project, the way Becky has this structured, is we're going to have some bid alternatives as well. So there are some other components here that we would like to get additional pricing from contractors, such as the connection between Tracy Way and Anchor. That needs to have a safety improvement. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with HPC, but it's worth noting that we're going to get an additional price for that from our contractor so that if the city council wants to move forward with making some significant changes in that specific area, they can add funding in order to do that. We're going to do the same thing with resurfacing the parking lot as well. We're going to get an ex- an additional bid so that we have the ability to say, okay, council, do you want to put some more money into this to resurface the entire parking lot? One of the reasons to mention this is, again, $2.5 million doesn't go very far. Mm -hmm. And we're anticipating at least the latest engineer's estimates that I've seen so far just for this and a basic slurry seal or a micro seal of the parking lot have exceeded the budget already. So we're already over that. So what we're trying to do is structure this in such a way that adds alternatives and that we address the issues associated with the FTA grant at the same time. Um, if you'll notice also the views on this particular parking lot and the uh, the plaza, they do include some trees. They do include, I'm sorry, if you can't hear me, they do include some trees and opening up some of the view corridors themselves because the view from here is rather spectacular. And so having a wider plaza area uh, right now, I don't know, Becky, if you've got some pictures of what it looks like today, but there are some uh, planters that are out there that can obstruct views as well. The idea is to open some of that up and enhance the view itself. Becky had mentioned that there are other opportunities for historical um, signs. And, you know, I've got a family in this county who's been here for a long, long time. And this used to be an area where you could take the train, get off the train, and get on the ferry and go to the city. And then vice versa from the city, you could take the train all the way up to Calistoga if you wanted to, or even further. So this is a good opportunity to really take a look at at maybe putting some signage in this area that emphasizes that historical component. And I would hope that we could include a a type of signage that we can move out every year. All right, let's take this one out and give some more historic uh, information for those boarding the ferry or who are new to Sausalito. Now, the location and the place of those can always be moved around itself, but the intent is to enhance the, the uh, this area specifically of Sausalito and its historic nature without uh, jeopardizing the views and with encouraging folks to visit the area altogether. Um, there are more components that folks have been concerned about, such as access to the Sausalito Yacht Club Uh, We've got some signage and issues, not issues, but we're we're addressing that with our traffic consultant. So we still believe that this approach is the best approach in order to split the flows to the ferry itself. And we will be proceeding with this specifically. We've also added more bicycle parking um, with the intent of, of making that a little more friendly to local uh, local bike parking as well. Folks who want to come down and, and lock their bike up and go around the town. And um, there may be other opportunities for other improvements. But in general, we wanted to concentrate specifically on the HPC components. So with that, um, Becky, if I've missed anything, let me know. Uh, But I think we would love to get your input on your thoughts on things that we could include in the project and um, your basic thoughts on the project would be great. Thank you for your time. And I appreciate that.
1: Thank you, Kevin and Becky. Excuse me. Do any of the commissioners have questions of staff at the time, at this time on any of the presentation? They need anything clarified? I have a couple of questions, Um, Becky can we go back to um, I guess it would be your third page on the project site overview and now I've heard more discussion about it so I'm even more curious in the lower left hand corner is that those hatch marks one is the is a crosswalk and then to the right of that is that parking for bikes right there?
6: Correct. These are bike racks right is that
1: here and, the side of the War Memorial down there and there's currently benches there. Uh, the <laughs> War Memorial
6: <laughs> is, yeah, is down here.
1: Okay. All right. So, farther. Yep. It's hard to tell on here. Okay. Thank you. And then on um, the limits of the historic district, I don't, that's a word. I, is that the boundaries? <laughs> I, I, I don't think there are limits to the historic district. I think it's (laughs) important, but anyway.
0: I I believe these are the boundaries of the H overlay.
1: Okay, the historic overlay. Um, On the one that, let's see, which one is this? It's the one after project site overview, limits of historic district. When you come down there and you've got that odd angle, uh, that triangle that goes out, you've got that in the boundary. Is that right? Is that actually out in the water?
6: This right here? No, this is this is on the existing plaza.
1: Okay. So then right next to that is the is that the kiosk?
6: Yeah, this is the kiosk right here. Okay,
1: well, there's a is that rectangular shape, is that the utilities
6: that you want to camouflage? Yeah, this rectangular shape, it, it looks rectangular because we're not proposing concrete here. It'll just be like landscaping your dirt with those utilities in this area
1: okay and then and then what's the you said the kiosk is lower what's the square that's next to that above that this one right here above that oh tree it's a tree well okay sorry okay all right um and i and i just want to start and say let's get this for the record this is sally stanford We need to correct her name on this going forward. And um, I I do have a lot of comments, but I want to hear from uh, the public and from commissioners. So uh, if there's no questions from the commissioners, we'll see if there's any. Okay. This is about the the report at
3: this moment. Yes, I understand. Okay. Okay. My question is, what is the future use of the kiosk?
5: I don't think we're changing the kiosk at all. We're leaving it the same. I'm
3: sorry.
5: We're leaving it the same. We're not touching it. My question was, what is the future use of it, which currently is nothing? <laughs> I think that the um, Chamber of Commerce is now currently using it. Correct. Yeah, if I may,
0: uh, Vice Chair and uh, Director McGowan, uh, I believe you're correct, Director <laughs> The Chamber of Commerce is currently leveraging that kiosk facility to assist in uh, provision of tourism services, as well as tour bus related services and information uh, related services to members of the public. Uh, Vice Chair, it, it is true that that kiosk has been unused uh, during COVID. And that's that's at least my understanding. And I think that uh, the recent re-leveraging of the kiosk, kiosk is a result of us coming out of COVID.
3: It was actually prior to COVID that they ceased using it. And uh, since they're now located about 100 feet away from it, my question was, are they intending to use it or not? Because I think it affects where the fountain would be placed.
0: So the chamber is currently using it. Excuse me? The chamber is currently using it.
3: For what purpose?
0: Provision of visitor related information, tourist related information. I believe they've also partnered with a tour bus company that is focused on bringing folks to and around Sausalito.
3: May I ask? Uh, a I don't think they're using it every day, but I would question what their intended use is of it. Because it used to be staffed, at least, in my recollection, almost every day for certain hours for visitors, and so therefore a drinking fountain next to it—a lot of sense at least to me. since I'm a frequent visitor who walks by that and wondered if they are to continue. Uh, it's a observe is reading placards that are pasted on the windows rather than talking to people. So that's not a criticism of the chamber, it's just a question of in relationship to what's being discussed tonight if there should be a I'm sorry. No, thank you. I pushed it once too often. <laughs> anyway, that's my question, and uh, maybe it's more of a statement. But at any rate, I think it's germane to the topic tonight. Thank you.
1: Okay. Any other any other comments? Uh, uh, actually, we're still commenting on the report, and then I'll take public comment, and then
4: we can come back and correct deliberate. If you want, um, my only comment on the fountain is that it's functional, not decorative. It may have a plaque on it, but the replacements I see are purely functional. People leaving town are probably a lot thirstier than people who are arriving. So it might be more beneficial to have it in the waiting area, not on the arrival area, I, I, again, you have been like Gulliver in the land of Lilliput with this thing, and I don't want to quibble. Um, secondly, the parking lot uh, plan, I realize it's very late in the game to to ask, but is there any possibility of a perm- permeable permeable surface versus asphalt? I don't think so but I thought I would ask.
5: You know anything is possible. However, <laughs> permeable <laughs> permeable asphalt or permeable concrete is rather expensive. We don't want to dig too far in the ground here. Um that's true. We we there are certain areas in Sausalito that have contaminated soils which we found with other projects and I Uh, they have been found around the railroad tracks go figure so here we have a system that uh, was just covered with railroad tracks in years past and isn't completely on fill built in the 1920s and 1910s so we really don't want to dig too far in the ground so my recommendation from a city engineer perspective is not really right now this is not the greatest site for it let's pick something else that drains better and that can accommodate more permeable material.
4: One last question. Um, In the plan, sometimes people wait a very long time for the ferry, but I don't see any benches or historic benches in the plan for them to the elderly or disabled or people who are just tired to to sit down while they wait. Um, Has that
5: becky do you want to kind of talk about that i know you had some pictures our landscape architect rhaa has been working specifically on place working with uh, swa to place the trees and to take a look at the benches specifically Uh, these are obviously concept benches themselves but we're working with swa um, a local group and sausalito beautiful to help us determine exactly what type of trees and what type of benches would go well in this specific area so yes there will be benches right. absolutely
1: any other comments
2: chair one last question um apologies if this should come in deliberation but i'll i'll raise it uh, to either kevin or becky my question is what other locations did the design team consider um we've seen the one that's been proposed and i'd be curious to know what other locations
5: uh were considered in the process for the fountain itself correct you know, we did, Becky, you can correct me if I get this wrong. We we took a look at moving the fountain over to the uh, east side. And that would kind of conflict with the bicycle movements as well. We also took a look at, okay, what do you do? You put it right in front where it kind of looks right now. No, that tends to be a conflict as well. So, Becky, do you have anything to add to that? Because I know you and RHA took a look at this quite a few different places.
6: <laughs> yeah, we did. So in general, we looked at placing it somewhere in this area near the Rose Garden. Um, it seemed since we are planning on queuing bicycles, the people with bikes, you know, standing in line, it seemed like access to the fountain would be restricted when there was a queue. You'd have to cut through that pe- the, the line of people. Um, so we decided not to pursue that further. We also looked at putting it down um, over here near the corner of Tracy and Anchor, Um, because we sort of imagined this space as like almost a mini plaza. It's pretty small, though, and especially with the need to include some bike parking. um, We felt like we started to run out of real estate, especially if we're talking about replacing the fountain in kind, which has a very large footprint. Um, So this was another area that we looked at. And then just generally, I mean, this is a a very general response, but we generally looked all over the plaza for a place to put it. understanding though that we want people to be able to you know move freely around the plaza use the plaza for more than just like standing in line waiting for the ferry um so we did want to make you know we could we looked at putting it anywhere in here and decided that if it's not a next to something else like the kiosk like a tree you know like a a, a barrier of sort then it kind of feels like it's just stuck out in the middle and interrupts circulation which is what we're trying to improve but this this was a, a good you know runner-up location somewhere in here. This one had some potential. Um, And just generally anywhere we feel like kind of in this corner where we have the kiosk, the utilities, the trees, this could be a a good place for that fountain to go.
5: So I'll add to that a little bit. There's more effort going on in regards to the downtown area. Uh, We've got a, a group from SWA and two council members who are working together to try to look at a phase two to the Ferry Landside project, to look at a bigger concept. And that would dovetail into what we're talking about today. And to try to look at parking in downtown as well, because we've got what what Becky's looking at is lot one. We have lot two, lot three, and lot four. How do these work together and how do we improve the downtown area? Those Those plans are not developed yet. They're just conceptual. But I wanted to let this committee know that there's more thought going into the downtown area. This is not the end-all, be-all. There'll be more coming. Um, it has to do with finding out what we want to, what the city wants to build, and then funding money to do so. Right now, we simply don't want to lose the FTA funding, and we want to move forward with this project. Thank you,
1: David. You have one. Okay. <laughs>
3: Director Vice Fitz, Chair, sorry, <laughs> Director Fitz, one quick follow-up on what I was asking you before. I've heard that potentially the ferry um, ticket center would move to that what I consider to be underutilized uh, space where the Chamber of Commerce has that booth. Is that a possibility or a probability or not likely?
0: In connection with that comment, Vice Chair, it sounds like you may be more informed than I and maybe have a greater history with this project than I do. Uh, so I will not be able to answer that question. I defer to my colleagues and DPW
5: if they have anything more to add. So we're reaching out to Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District on that specific issue. I believe they would like two ticket kiosks and they want them spread out. They want them they want one of them on the east side where the bicycles would come in and they want one on the other side for pedestrians. Where those specifically need to be located, we haven't been able to close the loop with their um it's not their their capital team to know exactly where those should be placed, but they would like two ticket kiosks. We also have ticket kiosks for parking as well. And the locations of those need to coincide. So we've got a little bit of homework to do on that still on where those need to go. The intent is to place them so that they don't obstruct views, that they are placed in such a manner that people don't conflict with them when they're trying to board the ferry itself. As a frequent user, I would say the current
3: location is definite conflict uh, for both users. Uh, particularly either one, bicycles or pedestrians, they have a hard time finding it. And I would hope that your idea that there might be two, particularly if we're moving the bike queuing over to the east side, uh, that the other one could be at this kiosk, I'll call it, because a lot of people go there, I see them (laughs) looking for how to buy a ticket And then they get somebody kind of points them over to where it is right now, which is not an easy place for a one-time user to figure that one out. And uh, anyway, I'd suggest that we encourage that thinking that there would be um, multiple locations if particularly we're moving the bike queuing over to the side rather than where it has been. Uh, And if it isn't moving, the kiosk would be the best for both places because it would be central to both the uh, Tracy Way parking as well as where most people end up, which is at at that location where the kiosk is. And that's, I'm sure, why it was built there. So with that, anyway, that's enough on that. But I think it is germane to where the fountain is located, frankly, because uh, both people and dogs end up at that place. I, as you well know, probably lots better than me, end up at that location. And I think that it would be good uh, concept.
5: Sounds good. There's also another feature there that Becky and I are looking into, which are old newspaper racks. There's a bunch of them down there. And you know, we can't necessarily remove them all, but there might be a better location for them. So we're looking into that. Sometimes that can get a little tricky with uh, the newspaper companies.
1: I think that's why they're still there. That yeah. was a previous council person's pet, pet peeve, and he was never able to get them out of there.
5: Yeah.
4: It was in the city, too. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Um, I, You know, the more I, I – I, actually,
1: I'm going to uh, – have us go out and see if there's any public comment and then maybe we can i think we can talk freely about this back and forth once we make sure the public doesn't have any because i think i think we're bouncing through some ideas here that's helpful kevin thank you um director phipps is there anyone in the public that would like to make a comment on uh, the report that becky's given us or
0: thank you chair looking to the audience for raised hands seeing none looking to the zoom application for raised hands seeing none
1: okay, I'm going to close public comment on this project and bring it back up um and now we can make more comments about this, but we're really talking about the specific areas that Becky outlined, which is movement of the fountain um and I you know I have a couple of questions uh, I I I was part of the subcommittee and I will say that my sense about this whole project uh, that a lot of this was developed and the fountain sort of became an inconvenience about where it was located. Um, it, it is a fixture that's been down there and since the eighties. And so I'm glad we're getting this opportunity to talk about it. I saw in some of the minutes that the planning commission said it wasn't historic. That is not their purview. And while it's not 50 years old, I'm glad we're all here. I just want to go for the record that anything in that overlay district is, is our purview um, we take it seriously, and if anybody has seen the video of the dedication 30 years ago, there were 300 people in the community that showed up that each donated a dollar and a dollar from their dogs to get those things installed. So <laughs> saying that, I wanted to ask if you had done any outreach with the um, Sausalito Foundation. I'd like to get them involved or at least have them here. I don't even know who owns this fountain. Does the city own it or does the foundation own it?
5: I don't know either. I don't know. We haven't reached out to the Sausalito Foundation. I wouldn't even know who to talk to there. Uh,
1: Sonia Hansen is the current president. I looked that up recently. I think, you know, Sonia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be helpful, Kevin, because I think there's a bunch of sort of pieces here that aren't aren't all aligned and we can give you our perspective. Uh, I don't know about the ownership, um, you know, who, okay, let me back up. And it, it, it seems to me that what I'm seeing about the relocation of this is along that almost linear kind of area from one area to the other, which makes me think, is that easy? Cause there's water lines there or something like that. Okay. So it's a, it's a practical infrastructure uh, situation. Um, I will say from looking at the video that where the fountain is now, uh, as the videographer, who's a person in our community, former council person, Peter Van Meter, as he's narrating, he tells us that the location they were at, where it was originally installed, is very close to where it's being proposed to be returned. The kiosk wasn't there yet in 85. So if we look at it from a perspective of perhaps we're not coming up with, with a crazy idea to put it somewhere, we're we're almost trying to realign it into an area that it was traditionally. Um, and I think there, with a little bit more research, we might be able to find when the kiosk was installed. I think, I don't know when it was, Kevin, I can't remember, but we might get a date of when that that moved down there. And, and there may be some information I think it was picked up or picked up in mass, the way it was installed. If you look at the video, there was a slight little planter built in around the base of it. Um, So that video helped me. And then I've also been looking it up in the the old newspapers. And I can tell you that that bowl is the second iteration. It's not the original. Apparently there was a freeze or something that cracked the bowl. (laughs) the original uh ceramist made two because he always makes two in case one doesn't work so he had another one so that's it's the second bowl by the original designer so so there is some history to it and i guess i'm trying to make the point that it's that we, we want to be thoughtful about where we put this uh it's not just for uh a utilitarian get a drink of water it was put up for a notorious uh, beloved, in some uh, ways, character, Sally Stanford, who had her dog Leland and who wanted to, uh, you know, uh, give something for the dogs and and for the people here. So it's not just a tourist attraction. So you're going to hear, hear that comment be a preface to um redesigning it or taking parts out of it or whatever on my part, but I know that needs a broader discussion. So I don't want to hog up the whole conversation, but um, I'm glad we're having the conversation. I think we need to be thoughtful about where we put it. Uh, I have been hearing people talk to me about it and um, as close to the original intent as we can get it, uh, to be an asset or a resource down there in the district where it came from is is going to be what i'm going to be trying to shoot for so there's my comments for the moment does anybody else want to what are your thoughts about where it's being proposed um, that would be helpful because they're going to be planning uh, becky's you know been representing the engineering firm so she's going to be considering our thoughts so if you have anything in addition
4: um, well i now's the time i i probably will always have an opinion but <laughs> i don't really want to gum up the works the mm-hmm. fountain um apparently was designed by a ceramicist did he sign it
1: uh, the, yeah, it's
4: and so it is uh an, it is of historic importance the actual
1: It's technically not 50 years, it's 48 if you do the math. 50 is usually a trigger for historic significance and review. However, there are clauses or exceptions. If something major happened, like a major event that you'd want to evaluate under CEQA, it it doesn't always have to be 50 years. So I'm going to say that 48 in this instance, with this community sort of uh, base of this, I'm going to consider it historic, at least from that point, and that's kind of what we're basing our evaluations on.
4: Well, I would only interject that um, it doesn't burnish the image of Sausalito, and it would be nice to have an artist's competition maybe, or an, a, a more of a, an artistic statement that would burnish our image as an art center and an artsy town versus a stainless steel fountain with a dog bowl um that's neither here it's just a suggestion that it's an opportunity to enhance who we are um and not and not just have a utilitarian statement let's make it more decorative and more of a an interesting thing and i realize it's very difficult to accomplish that Um, My second question is, is there a contingency plan if what, if the funding uh, dates to a few years ago, there may have been inflationary pressures and um, if there are cost overruns or if there are uh, inflationary adjustments, uh, is anything going to have to be eliminated from your plan from a historic standpoint
5: from a historic standpoint uh, well
4: that's our theoretically our our venue
5: yes right now we're limited to what the fda funding is which is 2.5 million for the whole project as noted in my presentation i think that our costs will be higher than that yes the funding will have to come from the city or from other sources in order to fund that there there may be other sources outside of this but at this point we haven't haven't secured that funding
4: no it's been several years i imagine hasn't it been so the the
1: project this is kind of out of our purview but the project has been around since 2017 when the ferry district came to sausalito and said we want to repair I that i was on the planning commission then and the and it somehow got it off track that the landside improvements had to be, there were a group of citizens, and it just got stalled out. We're very lucky that the bridge district is still holding this for us. So,
4: well, of course, and then are. the
1: project has morphed into something bigger. So it's over,
4: you know. Well, it's going to be over. Is that really what you're saying? Well, it is. If something has to be eliminated, that is of historic importance. And that was my original point. You mean like the moving of the, Something, the fountain moving or um, the kiosk or the plantings, the benches, it's if, you know, the funding is questionable, do you have a backup plan?
5: Well, let me see if I can help a little bit. Our, Our intent of getting your opinions is to bring your thoughts to the city council as well. So we're developing a plan. We'll bring it to planning commission as well to get their input and ultimately it's got to go to the to the uh, city council before we actually bid the project. So if you have input saying that hey we really want to make sure that this fountain gets replaced, um, maybe where it was originally placed in its current configuration, and that's important from your perspective. The city council will make the decision ultimately, if something has to be cut, it won't be from a staff perspective. We'll bring your opinions to them, let them know this has been very important to the HPC. And so they can make that decision themselves.
4: Uh, yes.
5: Yes,
2: thank you. Thank um... Well, first just to the team, thank you for the context and the presentation. Um, for my general position and on this, uh, lo- uh, congratulations on your perseverance uh, for this long-running <laughs> project. Um, that yeah, this, that just uh, that should go on record and, and is worthy of notes. Um, I think with uh, if if I'll attempt to bring. Um, a few thoughts together. I, I want to echo Vice Chair's uh, comments on uh, recommending an inquiry into the Chamber of comments and the, and the current use and intended use in the future. I think that does play an effect on on uh, the what I what I appreciated from the Chair's remarks. This narrative of returning the statue, respecting the origin story, and returning the statue to or a, a water fountain to its original location. Um, and when doing so, considering what features of the the water fountain, uh, as its current structure, are worthy of preservation and and of historic relevance, whether it be the 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 artist and the ceramics or the the dog bowl, like identifying which features are of worthy and historical significance, and understanding in respect to budgets what those would cost and what should the funding not be there would need to be removed um but in general those are general comments and excitement for the project. Mm-hmm.
3: I think I've said enough. I think that the the notion that it's was designed as to be something that's practical that's used and that would commemorate a historic figure in the city and I think that to the degree that it would be relocated as this object <laughs> would be better than to be replaced by anything else that could not have the same historic significance. Um and I as I mentioned if if it beca- is located in a location that relocated in a location that's more practical, I would put it, than it is today, based on my observation of hundreds of times walking by it. I think that that would be for better commemoration of Sally Stanford and Leland, her dog, and uh, be more practical in the sense of people using it. And also that they would then, in using it, recognize that it was a memorial to someone that was eccentric but specific to this community and and I think that taking all that in mind that I would recommend that we this structure to me as an architect doesn't look that difficult to move with a forklift and a bit of plumbing expertise uh, that we keep that and not replace it with something more mundane that could be lose its significance to the community. So from a historic perspective, I, I don't have a problem with moving it. I just would like to move it in a place where it would really be respected and used. And uh, so again, I keep going back to that kiosk <laughs> and what that's going to be now and in the future and to the degree that it becomes a central focus or walk by pedestrians like a lot of us do when we're walking through the park or along the coastline or for visitors. I think that would be great. Uh, And I frankly think from my experience, personal experience, (laughs) it's not in a very good location right now because people kind of, if you excuse the expression, fall over it. Uh, Not literally, but... Almost, and I think it would be better to to be cited in a way that really works well with this as well as what you just briefly described as phase two, which I've heard a bit of on my own, and uh, particularly if we move the arts festival to that area somewhere in the hopefully foreseeable future. Uh, And God help where we put all the parking, but at any rate, it would be an even better location in that regard. So, uh, I appreciate all that you've gone through and thank you for mentioning that. Uh, Having been a staff member on the other side of things like this, I assure you I appreciate uh, getting all this input and trying to make everything work. So thank you very much for uh, your involvement and for the consultant's involvement and uh, the two architects and one landscape architect that participated with you in this endeavor. I think they have done a yeoman task uh, pro bono for the community. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Uh, One brief comment. It was helpful for me in your explanation of where you chose to put the water fountain, Becky, in your... um, and when considering other locations, as you, uh, in in as, as I envision your next presentation, I would wonder what it would look like for an explanation for your configuration of the structure of the water fountain um, and any interpretive signage. I know you briefly mentioned options that exists. Um, I would want to hear more around your consideration of a proposal or two or three proposals based on your knowledge uh, of the project itself. That would be helpful for me.
1: So um, following up on Joe's comments, um, I just had a couple of thoughts about, I think there can be more help here, Becky. There are people in the community that are certainly associated with the Sausalito Historical Society, some who are professional, who have done some of the signage downtown. And since the district, uh, this is part of the district, I think the cohesiveness and the the look would be um, important. So you might be able to get, you, you may not have to design from scratch. Uh, there are some people that have worked on that. Um, I've got, uh, I think I've got a couple of names and I can't think at the moment uh, exactly who it is. The other thing is, um, if you want to do some symbolic sort of um, plumbing um uh, Kevin um, Burkel did the original installation and one of the men that was working there at the time now owns the company and I had a brief conversation with him and he remembers doing this so maybe Burkel could do, <laughs> do the moving or something their local plumbing company um, The uh, let's see the signage and um, let's see what else did I have um, I I also am concerned or curious Uh, being very visual I have I think we have a couple of moving targets here but I understand where you are in the process that you don't know exactly where some of these things are going to go in the staff report there was even something about having to do some language to get make sure we get the grant money and I know they have real specific language so do we know that this particular iteration is close to what me may be approved or are we kind of going ahead of ourselves I don't want to delay anything but if if it would be a totally different um, picture then um, well maybe you'd have to come back and ask us hopefully or something
5: but I think the only component that's remaining having to do with the grant specifically has to do with the the, uh, ticket kiosks okay so that's the thing that we haven't closed the loop with yet okay And we do need Golden Gate to help us out. They have a pretty big staff, and I don't think that my contact is the right person to contact. So we've had just a little trouble getting hold of the right person. Okay. We have closed the loop with their bicycle expert. She likes it. We have closed the loop with um, their other folks having to do with the plaza and the splitting the flows. They like the concept as well. So, you know, it's not like we haven't been talking to Golden Gate specifically. We have we just haven't found the right person to talk to for the kiosk the ticket kiosk
1: so i'm wondering if it would be helpful for you since we've we've made more general comments would would we like to do a somewhat of a straw poll and see who wants the original structure or who would want the configuration i would not be able to sign off on any of this till i saw this come back a little bit more detailed but i think you can get the concept I don't think you're going to be moving this immediately uh, in this instance. Um, well, what
5: we're looking for is your guidance on this. Our next step is to bring it to planning commission. We're not anticipating to bring it back to the HPC. Okay. We've done that before, and and we, we need to keep the project going. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to um, – do you need a um, – do you need a formal action do you
0: we do more? we do not no formal action taken tonight chair okay. uh just comment feedback and questions that we can carry over into the next planning commission meeting
1: okay well then i would like to say that i am in favor of um keeping the original structure i hear the comments about the aesthetics but we're here to talk about um this particular asset or resource which is um because it's been there has some history here um i think that also if you talk to the foundation this could be a fun thing for them to do to get everybody to give a dollar to help you get this thing moved and it gets some contract work a concrete work would be fun so um there may be a way to help the city do this so that we wouldn't have to lose the, the part of this part of the project um I'm not in favor of it being moved. At one point, we were talking about Gabrielson Park. I know that's been taken off the loop. That's just too far away for any context of the area, um, and particularly if it would, if it ended up that you know under the secretary's, Terry's standards, things are old. They have to be rebuilt. You don't just you know get rid of them. This can be, this could be rebuilt and replaced. So I would like uh, to explore that more. Uh, at least I think that the um, major, it, it's never been formally evaluated, but I would say that the characteristic features would be the ceramic bowls and the plaques. Um, I don't know, I've not heard about, there was a time capsule put in the in the far left panel behind that, B. Seidler put that in on the video. I think when it was moved, no one found that, so I don't know where that is but that was in there behind those plaques so there's like a little recess in there um i mean those would be my thoughts i i i I am not in favor of any of the um other configurations because i think that's almost like replicating a victorian next to a, a queen anne victorian that you make it look victorian and that's not really what uh is done in preservation so um you know, maybe we could see. Maybe it's co- totally too cost prohibitive. I don't know. I think we've got some really creative people here that uh, may may want to do a concrete platform and love it, and we could raise some money for it. So, I'm willing to help if you want. Um, is there any any other thoughts?
4: Well, I can only agree with the um, chair uh, that or Sats. Victoriana is very D- Disney-esque, and somehow we hope to integrate what the feeling of the city is with what the ins- what this project will be without, you know, recreating yeah. Disney, making it cute. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen too many ersatz Victorian.
1: Is that, is that a general thing that we can agree on so Kevin can take this to planning, the general concept that we're okay with it being moved, um, that we'd like it close to the site, that they've proposed an area that is likely where it was originally. I can't say that for sure, but it sure looked like that on the video, that if we could have the uh, original structure replicated, which is part of the Secretary of Interior standards. Yeah, or move it. We would prefer that rather than the uh, uh, sort of piece part made. Is that, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, just trying to find something that we can give him. Absolutely. And if you have a different opinion, we'll give him that.
4: Oh, no, no, uh, actually, I also would suggest that the artist the created, the creative artist who made the ceramic, it's a pretty nondescript piece of work. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's still alive, but well, yeah. <laughs> wherever he may be, I think he should. There should be a plaque recognizing his name and the title of the work, at least again to burnish the image in of the city as being an artistic center and not a tourist place. Her. Or hers? Yeah, I, 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 I had. I
1: it's <laughs> Eric. It, it's Eric Norstad. So well, I'm not it's sure him. if he's still alive, but I'll well, find out. It yeah. would be nice, nice to
4: recognize time.
1: him. We could maybe do that if there's more of a community effort. You could do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, okay. we're all in. We want to keep it. We're going to try to figure out where to put it. and You guys can... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more
4: like Gulliver in the Land of Lilliput. We <laughs> hope that you get
1: support at the Planning Commission and that... Um,
5: Okay, I want we to appreciate thank
1: appreciate you coming to us too, because I know you've been every time you go to one place and some we got to
5: go to another too,
1: stretched and yeah. all that.
5: So, so just, thank you all very much. We appreciate your opinions. Becky, thank you for your time this evening, and staff, thank you very much as well. Appreciate this. I've got a few takeaways and I want to make sure that I'm going to reiterate them. One is to try to keep the existing fountain, uh, may basically pick it up and move it if we can. There may be complications with that, but we might be able to address it. If we cannot keep the existing fountain and it breaks up when we move it, the intent is to try to reconstruct it in its same configuration, same geometry, possibly in a different location closer to the kiosk itself. I'm also hearing that you have no objection to historical signs and that we should work with our historical society on those. Does that correct as well?
1: I think that it's important within the district that there's some uh, uniformity and, uh, you know, there are professionals that do this all the time and there's some really great people that could help you.
5: Super. Yeah. That sounds good too. We will work with our Chamber of Commerce as well. I'm also supposed to reach out to Sonia Hanson on, where are my notes here? I know I'm supposed to reach out to Sonia Hansen.
1: She's the president now at <laughs> the Sausalito Foundation. Who, who originally um made the effort to get the fountain made yep. they raised the money and they did all that okay eventually. so and she, she may wasn't have around. some she, go ahead she wasn't around then but maybe there are some efforts and maybe she has some thoughts i'd rather you maybe touch base there because they may not have heard anything that we're saying and then
5: no, I'll be like glad to close the loop with her. No, that <laughs> sounds good, and I should also look into who created the fountain itself. Maybe the ceramics to see if we can get uh, their name on the fountain if we have to reconstruct it or if we have to attach a plaque to it, just recognizing their efforts. So,
4: well, the title of the work too. Yes, if you can figure it out. If, if we you can still figure it want out, to tell you.
5: So we still have a long way to go before we break ground and I just want to thank you for your efforts our next steps are to bring it to the planning Commission probably the first part of July. And we'll have a kind of a different conversation with them, but we wanted to bring up your points as well, so we will reiterate reiterate that to the planning Commissioners as well as the uh, City Council when we bring it back to them when we're getting ready to construct. So many thanks Great. for your time and effort this evening.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Good luck.
5: Thank you. Good luck. <laughs> yes. Good luck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks, Becky. <laughs> yeah, You'll be canonized
4: by the Pope. But I That's stop.
1: <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next item on our agenda um, is communications. And this yeah. time we usually have an opportunity for members to express something and also uh, director phipps can tell us his perspective from the department and i know he has something for us tonight oh i always try to bring
0: We're you guys for. i always try to bring you exciting updates um happy to go first and thank you chair nichols first and foremost like to introduce CDD's newest assistant planner, Matthew Mandich. He has joined us this evening. And uh, Matthew, thanks very much for being here with us. Matthew has a background in both Roman archaeology and public policy. He has lived in England, Rome, naturally, the Bay Area, where he previously served as legislative aide for Matt Haney of District 6 in the city of San Francisco, uh, as well as here in the capacity of Sausalito's former rec coordinator so we're very excited to have brought him on board and look forward to having him bring projects before you at future hpc meetings Uh, i'll just pass the mic to matthew briefly if you'd like to give a quick hello
7: hello commissioners just want to say hello Uh, nice to meet you all for my first uh, time here at uh, hpc with you but look forward to many more as uh, brandon mentioned uh, worked as an archaeologist for about 15 years in us uk europe so um you know history and historical society and just everything about Sausalito and its historical aspects were all very interesting to me. So these meetings are definitely have a, a special place for me. So I look forward to attending more of them and uh, just excited to meet everyone and to continue working with y'all.
1: We we do have several Miwok sites. So you've, you've hit uh, pay dirt here. So. Yes,
7: that's right. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm aware. I mean, the history of Sausalito is very rich and deep, um, dating back to the Miwok and then just all of the, the, the colonization that occurred here over the years. It's definitely a really interesting city to work in and i'm finding more and more about the city as i continue in my planning role and learning more about just the different buildings that we have and the history of all those and so it's a it's exciting so happy to be here
3: great great good to have you thank you i'd I'd say we have more than several excuse me (laughs) and uh some of them you're not supposed to some of them you're not supposed to draw this this whole area was, was shell mound and uh One of the things that I found difficult over the time I've been on this is that uh, criteria number four on CEQA tends to be just ignored. And I don't think that's something that this community should do anymore, particularly with your expertise, that each one of the things that comes forward shouldn't just say, we don't have any prehistoric issues here because I don't believe in many cases that's true. I think it's just easy to say, but I think uh, with you on board, I think that we will have the opportunity to look at things like that in a much broader way and a more comprehensive way, and including the fact that in the last several years, at least (laughs) several members of the council, some of whom are not there right now, but were, because they chose not to be reelected, uh, made a point of the fact that we should establish a much more understanding with the, um, I'm gonna politely say Native American populations that are in our region, and uh, make sure that we're considering their thoughts about some things, uh, particularly marineship. Uh, which is on everybody's mind, on and off, because of proposed developments and so forth. And we all know what happened because of World War II, but we also know what happened because of World War II to Marineship. And uh, so I'm really happy that you have that background and that you'll be able to look at those things for us so that uh, when we look at CEQA, for projects, we don't just ignore number four, that we really have a way of looking at this comprehensively and so welcome for sure. And uh, Brandon, thank you for adding this expertise to your staff. Thank you.
0: Much appreciated, Vice Chair. Uh, I have a few other communication items for you this evening. Uh, Lots of exciting things happening in Sausalito. At yesterday's City Council meeting, City Council authorized the City Manager to enter into a professional services agreement with New City America Incorporated to retain a consultant for investigation and potential formation of a Sausalito Business Improvement District. Staff look forward to exploring this potential opportunity with the consultant and will continue to keep commissioners apprised of the project status. And um, just As far as area is concerned, you know, we really haven't settled on a boundary yet. And that boundary will come out of a formal survey process of business owners and property owners in and around the city's downtown commercial district certainly may impact the commission as, of course, the H overlay is very much within the city's downtown commercial district. So happy to report on that. Uh, We think it has potential to be a great win-win for the city as well as business and property owners on to communication item number three I am very pleased to inform commissioners that hcd has found that's uh, the department of housing and community development at the state has found city of Sausalito's housing element in substantial compliance with state housing element law and this is a big win for cdd and the city many thanks to all commissioners involved housing element advisory committee planning commission working group mark consultant beth thompson of DeNovo City Attorney Sergio Rudin and city staff, CDD staff in particular. City of Sausalito continues to be the only jurisdiction within San Mateo County that has an adopted and compliant housing element. And we look forward to carrying forward the housing element programs, including the rezoning initiatives that will reflect the new densities in our code. So many thanks. happy to report on that one. Uh, lastly.
1: it's some really good bragging rights around the county oh yeah i'm (laughs) i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying
0: it but but it it is really a testament to the community that we have here um so so many thanks lastly we have briefing binders for you (laughs) i'd like to apologize for any technical difficulties experienced by commissioners in accessing the shared onedrive file Uh, we recently transitioned internally from dropbox to onedrive and our primary admin staffer is out of office So as such, we're still working out the kinks with the new system and we will correct the access issue as soon as possible. um, To supplement the virtual resource manual, we have provided commissioners this evening with hard copies. um, And with that in mind, I'd like to respectfully assign some homework to commissioners. And uh, you, you guys can, yeah, you can hand it out or pick it up on your way out. Yeah, thank you very much, Matthew. So as far as homework is concerned.
4: Thank you very much.
0: Please review the resource manual to acquaint yourself with the contents uh it is robust and and we've tried to provide as much information as possible that would be helpful and update any of the older information that was provided in previous binders Um, as you review please do not hesitate to craft questions comment feedback critique if you like and provide them to cdd staff we will compile your questions and comments over the next month and if if appropriate, as uh, desired, as needed by commissioners, we'll agendize a more in-depth review of the resource manual on the next HPC agenda so we can have a group discussion. And your participation in this effort is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Oh
4: my oh.
0: They're so robust that we couldn't fit it all on one binder.
1: This, is, this is really great show because we do refer to these and we use them. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I have one. I worked. I worked, helped write it.
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> I helped write yeah. this too.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thanks.
0: Yeah, Vice-Chair Newman, your context statement, your context statement is contained within your previous binder. That is one element that has not changed. And kudos to Vice-Chair Newman for holding on to his uh, briefing binder for so long it was invaluable in uh, helping us to prepare the latest and greatest so that that does it for cdd updates um all good things to share and back to you chair
1: so uh vice chair newman just held up the historic guidelines and i'd like to say that um when we became uh, a clg a certified local government in 2014 we applied for a grant And we got twelve thousand and five hundred dollars so we were able to produce that document so we're going to pull together and see if we can start getting some grants does anybody else have any communications anything they'd i would just like to add i don't i don't know if, if you were i went to the council meeting um tuesday night listened in tuesday night and I ask that the council um, under future agenda items consider doing the interview for um, uh, potentially a fifth member of our commission. And it sounds like they might be considering that soon. So hopefully we can get the full complement of our committee. That's all I have. And if there's nothing else... <laughs> I just, yeah, I have Okay.
3: About- yeah, of that's,
5: that's, that's, that's,
3: that's, yeah. Um, this thing would be, uh, conversation with Maybe if It's, new, sort of it's not, and sort of because I think that reservation sustainability, which is pretty much like that. And um, it would be good really, if she felt that we were here to work with her vice Uh about Thanks. things that are improving my furniture. And
5: anyway I just mentioned
3: that one has to reason to I'm sure she's very busy of
0: And and thank you, Vice Chair, I know communications are one way, so I'll try to keep this short. Uh, Just as a point of clarification, I I don't have the minutes in front of me. Um, Are we thinking maybe this is a proposed agenda item for Katie to provide a presentation to the HPC and maybe give commissioners an opportunity to have a discussion with her and go back and forth? Is, Is that the idea?
1: And I, I'm all for it, but I'm not sure exactly what we're what the discussion is going to be.
3: Oh, sustainability and preservation. The the most sustainable building is one that's already built.
1: Oh right, you'll read that in the guidelines. That's one of the yeah, first things we wrote.
3: <laughs> I think it would be good to understand how that's being implemented in our
0: city. Oh okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Happy to work with chair and vice chair on future agenda items. I I will certainly also bring this up to my colleague, Katie Tho. Yeah, um, resiliency and sustainability manager with City of Sausalito. We we are very pleased to have her and she's doing very good work. She and I are uh, working particularly closely in connection with eelgrass restoration projects in Richardson Bay. Um, Thank you, vice chair.
1: If there's no further business, I propose we adjourn. Okay, good evening. Thank you. All right,
0: bye bye. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Vice Chair. Thank you, Commissioners, members of the public. Thank you, staff.
4: Mr. Phipps, I'm not sure if this is a computer.